The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the last day of March of 2018. It is the 31st, and we're not going to get into all the usual stuff we do. We're very crunched for time today. Everything that you want to look at is out on FiorelloBarbellCo.com and MotivationMuscle.com. Um, I'm going to give you a little introduction to this gentleman. we got our good friend uh, Mark Haydock on today. And um, let me go out and give you some uh, information on this gentleman right now. Number one, Mark is a strength competitor, a strong man, a stone lifter, power lifter, and a former rugby player. And as everybody knows, he's going after one of the biggest things with the Denny Stones. He's going to walk them. And this is something many people have either attempted and some have done, but not the length that Mark is talking about going, as in what Donald Denny did. But we're going to get into something really, really big today along with that and everything. We're going to not only talk about focus, and it all goes, I guess Mark and I were thinking like on the same stream yesterday when we talked about the subject, but how do you use your head and how to use it? One thing, though, I do want to read, and it's a quick one. And it's by John Wooden, the famous coach of UCLA basketball. And this is a book called A Lifetime of Observations and Reflections on and off the court. Wooden, Coach John Wooden with Steve Jamison. And if you've never heard of Coach Wooden, I would implore you to go out and check him out. Incredible. Not only as a coach, but this is what we do here. Taking what's on the court and transferring great men. Go out and read Vince Lombardi. Any of these coaches, man, everybody that was in their programs off the court was a winner. They all were winners. And here it is. The realistic optimist. I believe one of my strengths is my ability to keep negative thoughts out. I'm an optimist. I believe the results from the fact that I set realistic goals, ones that are difficult to achieve but within reach. You might say I'm a realistic optimist. Goals should be difficult to achieve because these, because those achieved with little effort are seldom appreciated, give little personal satisfaction, and are often not very worthwhile. However, if you set goals that are so idealistic, there's no possibility of reaching them. You will eventually become discouraged and quit. They become counterproductive. Be a realistic optimist. And that's from Coach Wooden's book. With that in mind, welcome, Mark. It's great to have you back. It's always an honor. And uh, anything that I missed, websites, anything else that's going on, lay it out, and we will start today's. Um, this is going to be a very passionate show, as usual. But these, yeah. these subject matters are just so big and not talked about. They, you know, everybody's like, 
oh, let's just go lift. Well, it's more than that. But take anything you want to give out, brother. If not, let's start right up. Yeah, I really second what you've just said. Um, I think I think a lot of people underestimate like your mind, the power of your mind. Um, and it's not a case of getting all like hippified, you know, and, right. and <clears throat> but it's just having that strength and focus mentally. And and I know I know yesterday we had a brief message about this, and I was saying you got your short term mental yep. focus and concentration, then you've got the long term stuff, which is obviously well they both have their own place and they're both just as important. You know, you need both to achieve anything worth achieving. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and obviously, when I say short term, I mean literally the 50 seconds that you're trying to hang on to something for a timed old. Yep. You know, you've got to be able to control your mind and, and control pain and concentrate and breathe. <clears throat> and then your long-term focus is when you just keep dragging yourself in the gym, you know, week after week, keep chipping away at that, that long-term target, you know, whatever you've set. And... They're both very like powerful aids, but obviously they can they could also be weak links if you don't yep. look after it and focus on it and don't dwell on the negative like like you were just quoting from those books. Yep. You know, anyone we all have bad trading sessions. Yeah. But you've you've got to not dwell on it and you've got to then find a positive out of that training session. Even if you turn around and say to yourself, Well, I did this considering I was tired or I did this considering I hadn't eaten all day. So you, you can always turn it back into the positive, can't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. last last weekend, as, as you know, I've been training to go for a bit of a timed hold with these dinnies. Yep. And last weekend, I had these great ideas of going for this big hold. And, I, and I've been hitting some really, really big times in training on the dinny rings. <clears throat> and we went up last weekend. I was over-trained, you know, it was a bit of a long journey, etc., etc., but I'm not one to make excuses, so you still crack on with the mission. Yep. And um, I did about, I think I did about eight or nine timed holds with the dinnies. Yep. All of them were over 20 seconds. Wow. What My best time was, was 28, which isn't enough, because I think the record's 38. Brian okay. Hunsaker has got 38. But then you've got to take the positive, haven't you, and say... Well, if I can hold them for 28 tired, yep, it's not such a bad day. I mean, in training the other week, I did 190 kilo, 150 kilo, awesome. which is just just over diddy weight for 39 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I'm on for it on a good day. But these things happen, and you've got to just move on and keep focus, haven't you? And, and don't let that that one day ruin the possibility of you know you right. You've got to know what's in the bag, type of thing, haven't you? And, well, you know, um, well, you know what it is too, Mark. Is this? You know, you've been around a long, a long enough. You've been involved in so many strength-wise endeavors. And when I read that uh, that excerpt from Coach Wood, and that's one of the reasons why I brought that in with the show today, is you knew last week your system was not producing how it had in the last few weeks. Okay, and we all have this. And when Coach Wooden talks about it's like I call it the eternal optimist. Now, look, you, I, everybody else, we have our days where it's almost like you hate yourself with everything that's going yeah. on. But here's, yeah. the de- here's the deal. 
you always know how to pry that optimism back up to the top and out of you, okay? And and one thing that I see now, we've gotten into this. I talked to a few people offline yesterday that are going to be coming on the show who are new. Is is the idea is not many people really know how to use their head. And no. look, look, here's the deal. You know, everybody loves to talk about trainers. And, and this guy, I think at first I kind of um, – I think he was. I don't know if he was surprised or not, but I said, my in my opinion, most of these guys or girls out there that put quote unquote trainer on them, I don't think they know jack shit. All right, no, there's and, so many they do a weekend course and then yeah. they're a personal trainer, yeah, and then they have a personal trainer themselves, yeah, to, to coach them. And you think, hang on, you're supposed to be the expert, but yet you're still being tutored, you know? Yeah, well, and, and this is what Crazy. we see. Well, and this is what we see, Mark. We see so many people. I, 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 I've been writing a lot of stuff lately. Um, well, we did a show with Roger LaPointe the other day, uh, which was called Get Back. And it was based off, some of it, off Rocky Three. Because for anybody that knows Rocky Three or has watched it, and yeah. if you haven't, you should. Um, uh, great. Uh, un- unbelievable. And what happened to Rocky was... Due to Mickey trying to protect him, um, he ended up going in the ring with Clubber Lang in the first of the two fights and got his face kicked in, basically. Lost Mickey. He died. The whole thing. And we, I talked about this in the show where it's not the 35, 45, 50-year-olds now. We've got guys that are 25 that have hit the wall and they don't know what to do. And... Yeah. You have to get back to principles. You have to get back to the source of who you are. And most of all, you have to get back to training in a way that's going to start rebuilding you. And anybody that comes to my establishment, I don't care how good they are. I mean, if they're at some level where it's way above and they've been out, well, we can get them back quickly. But people that have been out for decades they either come here and start body weight and get used to mastering their body weight or they leave here i'm not throwing anybody in the arena of a barbell a stone or a sandbag because let's be honest they're not ready for this and even if they were ready in some physical capacity they're not ready mentally and this is what happens they go to these jokers that throw them on machines and like, well, you know, it's easy. They'll get through the circuit. They'll be feeling good and they're on their way. We, You and I both know we've been around long enough. It doesn't work. And the failure rate, you, you, look, at, think about this too. I've never seen it. Maybe it is somewhere. I hope somebody can point it out to me. Have you ever seen a success rate in a percentage of people that train on machines anywhere, Mark? Mm. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know people that train on machines. There you go. There you go. So you know, once again, if you're looking for the easy way out, and I hate that word failure, but you're destined for failure, and that comes from not using your head, from not focusing on the short term, long term goals, and not having somebody smart enough to set you up in a way where, when you have a setback, you can rise and come back from it. It's more like this. You pay the freight, it's all or nothing, and if you wash out, you wash out, right? So yeah. go, go ahead, comment on any of that. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, I mean, we, we, we often end up back on this kind of theme that it's like the modern way, it's always like, let's take the easy path, 
cut a few corners and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But then we all, we see it all too often. At the end, the result is they do underachieve, underperform, and then they just sat crying and they can't cope with it because they genuinely believe they're on a path to success. Yep. And they kind of buy into it so much so that they, they can see this end result that isn't going to happen. Right. And then when it doesn't happen, they just they just don't know what to do. You know, it just. I think, I think, and I'll get right to you. I think what ends up happening too, because you and I both know people like this, they get hammered so bad that a good majority, and I can't say I'm a hundred percent sure of this, but I'm pretty close. Most of them drop out and they'll never go back to it. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay, go ahead. Um. Yeah, well, you see, I think it, this is this gets linked in a, a, with a lot of the drug use as well now because yeah. what they'll say is they'll try one of these daft routines that's not going to really work. When it doesn't work, they'll go, ah, that's why everybody takes drugs. <laughs> so then they go on the drugs and yep. do these daft routines. Yep. Uh, you know, and obviously the, the result is we've got all these people floating about with these pumped up physiques that have got nothing behind it whatsoever. Right. You know, I mean, like we, we often play these daft games, you know, like when you're like on a long journey and we play these daft games like yep. celebrity celebrity barroom brawl. Yep. Where, where you've got to pick these fictitious teams. Yep. If you're in a barroom brawl, who would you want? Yep. And we always end up picking people like Bud Jeffries and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you'll know Bud. And if you yep. watch Bud's training... Bud, Bud would be kicked out of a conventional gym within about five minutes. Absolutely, but he's literally just an absolute wrecking machine. And I yep. mean, he's got he's got coordination, focus, top end strength, balance, and he just hits everything. And he does. I mean, I do a lot of supersets, and Bud, I know Bud does supersets. Right. You're kind of coordinating multiple movements and breathlessness, and you know, and and the, if he if you took him into one of these clubs and got people to try and train like it they wouldn't even they wouldn't know what to do they'd just be like completely oh that's not gonna work <laughs> you know and then they'd probably say well yeah he's not 190 pound with abs though so he can't be right yeah exactly because i know Bud puts things on doesn't he like that he'll he'll put these sarcastic comments like oh I, i'm not qualified to discuss physical training because i haven't got abs and right but the guy can do feats of strength at that body weight that are just crazy. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the whole thing is, too, I think people that are really, really devoted to training, because we got into this on a show with Dr. Wong when we were talking about the whole con- concept of this show. And one of the things he said to me was this. He said, and, you know, you can't ask for a, a greater compliment. He said, your show now, to me, is Perry Raider's Iron Man of the magazine. Um, mm-hmm. Because everybody you got on here, basically, you know, some of them got some abs, but no one's worried about that. Obviously, no one wants ill health. That's not what we're about here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but what we're talking about here is this. The guys and girls that participate in our family here are balls to the wall, and they love to train heavy. Whether it's a barbell, an odd object, whether it's a stone, a sandbag, they love pushing big things over their head. And that's why he said to me, he goes, you know, Eric, there's a lot of podcasts out there 
and they might be making more money than you, and they might be more famous right now than you, but he says they're not going to be, because he says you answer the call to everything, because think about this, Mark, everything we do, and some, it doesn't matter who you are, what age you are, what you know, if you're healthy in respect to where you can do things and you're mobile, what is it that we do that cannot translate to any level of strength? There's exactly. nothing. There's nothing. How, yeah. how how many things out there can we say that? I, I don't care. See, I, I don't see what uh, the level of things that everybody's doing here is this. It's not interchangeable to me like a lot of other – I don't even call this a sport. I, I'm not grouping it with anything. But think about so many sports out there. We'll just go with baseball right now. The names can change, but the athletes pretty much can be interchangeable to everything. And, yeah. you know, with what this stuff is and what you've got to comprehend with it, it's absolutely unbelievable because nothing – look – Nothing comes easy with any of this stuff. It's a, it's not only the journey, as they call it, but it's a process. When we're talking about focus and we're talking about using your head, think about this how many times in your lifting career that you've had to either have people around you who are smart and watching what you're doing, yourself included, and how many times have you had to zig and zag, or this isn't going to work the way I want it right now. Let's put it on the shelf for maybe three or six months down the road, or maybe never, and we go back to it, and suddenly we're just destroying everything. So it it, it has to be as much, if not more, of a mental will to do Denny Stones, to to pick up a Husafel, to squat a 500-pound bar with your ass to the ground. All right, that is strength, man. That is focus. That is will. That is belief. And when you have those ingredients, no matter what life is throwing at you day in and day out, you will find a way to succeed with it and get by yeah. it. Go ahead, take it. Yeah, well, that's exactly like the point. I mean, if you, if you take last year's uh, Diddy gathering, um, as you know, I snapped my Achilles tendon about two thirds of the way across the bridge. Yep. Um, and I knew there was something severely wrong. Yep. Um, and I, I could have actually just let go of the stones, sat down, hobbled off, and really, in re- in respect of the injury, nobody would have thought anything bad of me. No, right. But being being the kind of person I am, and and like you say, you've trained for something and. Generally, if I say I'm going to do something, I, I'm, I've, I've nearly done it. I've, half, I've done half of it before I start because I'm on, I'm committed and I'm doing it. And I basically, as I step forward with this problem that I, you know, this severe problem with me foot, I thought, well, I'm going to keep going if I can. And I'll only know now when I, when I put, when I put the power on again to lift, you know, to. Yep. If if something just collapses or I can't do it, then that's the end of the lift, isn't it? But if I can just prop this leg up somewhere, and, and I ended up really only lifting with the good leg because I couldn't put much weight right, through the bad right, leg. Right, sure. And uh, and it took me a lot, you know. I do a smaller lift, but I managed, I finished it because it's focus. And it, it, there's so many people nowadays just give up and make excuses, and and you say I don't want to be one of them. I just want to get across this bridge. And and obviously now I'm focused to say, well, now I'm going to do it my way, which is the side by side. Yep. That's that's the new challenge. I don't want to do this straddle business walking it. I want to side by side it. Yep. Yep. 
I'm, yeah. I may never do it. I don't know. But as long as I'm breathing and uh, I'm going to keep going and keep trying, you know. And, uh, yeah. And, and you, you, it's focus. That's what it comes out to, isn't it? Focus and perseverance and getting through the bad sessions and, you know. Yeah, I mean. Suck, that, sucking it up, as they say, and just keeping on going. And, yeah. It's almost and what. Develop. Yeah, but it's almost too, you know what you got to do? It's almost like you have to numb your brain. That, yeah. you know, people don't realize when you go out and you have goals when you're exceeding anything you ever thought about your capacity to lift to think to survive um those are the ingredients that you need to go out and pull these big maneuvers off these big goals off now there's no guarantees anywhere you're going to do it and you're going to suffer a lot of disappointment it goes with everything it goes with my businesses Everything that you're doing, you, you know, you wonder some days, okay, am I going to be able to breathe the rest of the day? Literally. Um, because because things are taking you to a whole different place. And I got to tell you, I can tell you from almost five years between the businesses and training, um, I'm pretty uncomfortable all the time. Um, do you want that every day of the week? No, because you do have to give yourself a, a, a rest. It's not healthy to... But on the other hand, it's amazing some of the things that you can get used to. Um, and I look totally. at yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I look at it this way. You know, when it comes time to travel and go over to Iceland first and nail that stone finally and go to the uh, – and I'm, I, I've already reckoned I am going to go to uh, Legenstein because I believe that's where the initial big tear started – um, there's five stones there. I'm going that. That's a, about a five, about a seven hour drive from Husafell because of its proximity on the other side of the fjords. Why? Yeah. Why? Because I have to. And yeah. and I've already drawn the line in the sand with everything. I upset a lot of people when I say it. I said either this is going to kill me or I'm going to kill it one way or the other. So if you don't hear me in, in, in for a long time, chances are it killed me. I don't look at things that it's going to, but, you know, sometimes in life, especially when you've got these big goals and dreams, you have to put almost a finality into your own life. Mm. Um, and for most people, no, most people will never stretch that far, let alone think of that. But as I've said before, there comes a point with everything you do when you're fully committed to it and, you know, we hear the word passion and, and love and, you know, all these things that we associate with these monster goals we've got. I mean, you know, let's face it, the majority of people might look at a stone, but they could give a damn about it, all right? It doesn't mean anything to them, yeah. and they see no relevance in it. But here's the deal with everything. To get to these places, to these proximities, and to do these things and be part of, you know, it's, it's almost like a tribe, you know, you don't see this in modern society anymore. Most men are totally brain scattered all over the place. They don't yeah. even know if they got a set of balls between their legs. And if they do, they're <laughs> shriveled up. And then when you start hearing of things that people are doing that exceed everything, exceed you mentally, physically, spiritually, they're like, no way. Well, I got news for you. If you want to be part of just the conventional world, that's fine. 
But yeah. but how many people do we hear, whether they're people that want to get back physically or day to day, all they do is piss and moan how, well, I, you know, I, I can't seem to do this or do that. Well, that's that's what it is, folks. You have to go out and focus on something you really want to do. And this is what, and I'll give this right to you, Mark, and this is what I want to emphasize. Small steps, we've been saying this from day one on Motivation and Muscle. Small steps equal big gains, all right? Yeah, so, chipping away. Go ahead, yeah, away go it, ahead. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? That is a thing. Here we go again. Let's We'll round the, the wagon again. These quote-unquote trainers would rather have you do 15 machines all at once where they know it's going to not only break you, chances are metabolically and how you feel with um, just basically standing up and going to the next one, they know you're going to be shaky. They know that you're probably starting to already have um, – um, I had – I can remember years ago I went to a gym and they had all different varying things. This was probably when I was about 12 years old. And this guy put me through a shit program so fast. You know where I ended up? I was in the bathroom puking my guts out. I yeah. knew I knew right there, Mark, as a kid that this was not right. And guess what? I ne- I never went back to that place again. Go ahead, take it. Well, yeah, there's nothing clever about doing that to a kid, is there? Because he basically gave you something that your body wasn't conditioned to do. Correct. And, you know, you can do that with anybody, can't you? It's just it's just a ridiculous training routine. Yep. And uh, but yeah, coming coming back to what you said about the modern mindset. Yeah. Um. Three, three after I snapped this Achilles doing the dinnies. Yep. We went, we went back up in the November, so it was three months to the day, and I lifted him again, literally three months to the day after this Achilles tendon snap. Yep. And uh, so many people just kept saying stuff to me, like, oh, you're absolutely crazy. I don't know. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? You know? And like you say, it's this, it's this thing of like, well, I'm not letting it beat me, so I'm going to go back and lift him. Yeah. And obviously we've been back again since, and I mean, in January I did a thousand pound on the dinny rings, you know. So yeah. most people would say, yeah, but five months ago you had a snap. To, yeah, yeah, but you've got to believe you healed, because I think mental focus and strength is a big thing in healing. Yeah, absolutely. Genuinely sit in a chair feeling sorry for yourself, saying that you're not healed. You, you, you're not going to be so good, are you? You've got to believe and. and you know, trust the process type thing because the, the consultant surgeon said to me, he said, you must put load through the tendon, which I did. I had the boots on and I was still training. I was doing 300 kilo trap bar lockout. Yep. Because he said load the tendon, so I loaded the tendon. And um, there's there's a woman that works with my wife and her husband snapped his similar time to me playing football. Mm-hmm. He sat in a chair for seven weeks, didn't do anything. He had the boot removed They did because they didn't operate. Same process as me. They didn't do the surgery. They just put the boot on. Yep. Two weeks yep. after the boot came off, he snapped it again. Wow. <laughs> wow. And and my wife, Sam, said to his wife, yeah, but he just sat in a chair. He didn't Exa- do anything. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and when she was telling his wife, you know, he needs to see what Mark did. Come look at these videos. Mark was in the gym training with the boot on. And he was saying, nah, that can't be right. That can't be, that's not the way. Well, who got, who re-snapped the tendon and who didn't, you know? But, 
but yeah, when all these people say to me, they'll say, oh, I can't believe you, you know, you've got to drive all that way to pick this rock up. And, you know, what's the point? That's the killer line. When uh, yeah, like, well, yep. what's, the what's the point? Yep. And then when you say, when you say to them, well, there's less than 70 people picked them up in 160 years. So that's the point. And then the killer line I usually give them is, I, I, and I don't mean this nastily, but I'm really, they're being nasty to me in a way, aren't they? They're being almost Yeah, dishes. absolutely. You've got to give them a bit back. And then I just say to them, this is why people like you don't understand people like me. Exactly. This... We're really nearly different species. You people are beaten before you've even thought about the idea. Yep. Not only that, Mark, I, 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 I don't like that word great, but warriors separate or barbarians or whatever you want to classify everybody doing this stuff. I'm just using a general name is this. We don't care about, I want to phrase this right because I know someone's going to get offended, but too bad. Um, we, we live in a different realm in the world. Obviously, we're here with a lot of regular people that don't want to partake or they're quick to really lay the, the mitt on you about what you do. But you got to remember this. We are the ones that like to go out and test. We are the ones that want to lift big things. We are the ones that want camaraderie with a certain number of men and women who do this stuff. Most people don't understand that. You know, they watch football or whatever and say, oh, look at this stuff. Well, as I said before, most are very inter- interchangeable, and it's more now yeah. of an entertainment sport. When you go and watch men, we'll ju- just leave it to men lifting Denny Stones or Husafels or, you know, going over to Ireland with the Shanks family and lifting the Shank Stones, things of that nature. Who can't look at that and not have your jaw drop to the ground? Because most people are never privy to see this. And this is what I want to get right to right here. We were talking about being able to take anything that we do and bringing it to any level. And that's including kids because I think they need to start on that by the time they're seven years old. I mean, sandbags and barbells. Most people say to me, well, I don't agree with you. Their bones aren't developed, blah, blah. That's an old. That's old. Who cares? Um, but my point is this. It's being able to do these things and being that what we like to do has never been really quote-unquote mainstreamed, but it is becoming more and more, and I'm taking this show and mainstreaming this stuff as much as I can. Like I like the guys have told me on other shows, the other lifters and stuff, you're starting to see more and more interest in stone lifting, okay? And what I think really tells you a lot about it is at the gathering this year, our good friend Charlie Oliphant is going to have the Ad Blair Stones there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you see? I what, the way I envision this is obviously anybody at any age can lift the Atlas Stones there. We know what they do. They might put an X on the side of the barrel and just touch it. I think it's fabulous. Plus, obviously, not everybody's going to be able to lift it, but they're going to have the inverse stone there. So you can see. Not only the people involved, especially, you know, Stevie Shanks. I mean, you talk about a guy. Um, it's happening, man. And that's why, you know, now we're seeing Ryan Stewart here in the United States. Um, obviously, he's going to Iceland in May. Um, he's on the show. Great guy. 
Now they're digging all these awesome stones in Utah that they're lifting. And that's getting yeah, – that, right. He's finding them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz. He's found stuff in Canada, he told me, too. And we had uh, one of the girls there um, who trains at his gym and is a trainer, Nicole Davis. She's phenomenal, in my opinion. Now we've talked about the, the famous stones in Japan because she's of Japanese ancestry and – Bill Crawford was on here last week, and of course, you say anything like that, Bill comes right at you with it, and what they are is they're called, they're Shinto stones, and it was very famous by the Shinto monks monks in the Shinto temples where they competed against one another with these stones. They're still there, and Bill and I, Nicole's talked about, I think everyone wants to take a pilgrimage now to Japan, then obviously Bill can't say for sure because they have to go and make sure this is right. Bill thinks they found two more famous stones in Iceland. So there's some big stuff going down here. And the only way we're going to do any of this, you know, you talk about short-term, long-term focus. We talk about using your head. This is one of the great things that happens when you light this fire. Because when you do that, we're starting to see more and more things lead to more and more things. And as I said, my whole thing here is this. Let's get everybody we can interested in this stuff. You know, make them a good barbell unit. You know, make them good at stones and sandbags. But more than that, let's produce people that are good people that know how to behave, know how to live out in the open world, even though we might not like the open world, but you have to still do that to a point. Go ahead, Mark, take it. Yeah, I think I think you're bang on. Um, and you just get to getting everybody back on that even keel, mm-hmm. really. And uh, a lot of people think it's like a bit primitive or picking a stone up, but... They, they don't really get the deeper meaning, do they? That no. It's not just a stone. It's like it's a particular stone that so many people have like lifted, and, and it's got that heritage that if I can lift this, then you know, you've followed in the footsteps of these other people. And and like, like we were saying earlier on, they're not always stones that you're going to walk up to and be able to pick them up and press them overhead. You may have to train for two or three years to do some of these. Exactly. So that gives you that long-term focus, achievement at the end of it, you know, and nobody wants that kind of work. I love <laughs> so, it, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, but the bulk of society... Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want that kind of work. When I get in from work, I just want to put telly on and watch, you know, and they just want to, like, vegetate, don't they, till the following morning, and then they're in, like, a rat race, aren't they? Whereas I see this as a bit of an escape from reality really you, you can you know and you can get rid of a bit of aggression and a bit of frustration and well don't yeah. tell me this don't you like that I, I i love that feeling of aggression out there i i love the idea that you know we can still do a few things that well it could end up who knows where but you know let's be honest that you're not going to get put away for you know i mean um yeah. To be able to go out and do that, to be able to just let loose, it is one hell of a feeling. And, you know, then you come back and, and you're ready to go. And it, it, it does more than that. It just sets that line of domino effect where it's just one's cascading into the other. And, you know, 
things that may have been bothering you, now you figure out, okay, this is what I need to do, or basically, it's just more mind strengthening, more whole body strengthening, and that's what I think it's been lost to the world, but it's a it's a thing that is so so great about physical culture i mean to be able to do something of that ramification and live for another day and you're telling me i love to hear people say well you know it it doesn't do it does do it does more than you'll ever know because here's the thing i find with a lot of people why is it everything has to be put out there in a physical sense like you know you know people probably they're so damn analytical they can't believe in anything unless there's proof now if that's the way you are you're never going to get the things we like to do because you don't have the belief system for that and you know and i was thinking when we were talking about you know men in general well the modern man mindset from what I've been around, is usually defeat, blame, and just being plain out weak, all right? And accept, you know, accept these things that most people would just get rid of, cascade. So you can't you can't live and, and, and establish any type of great goals when you're living like that. Go ahead and take it. Wow, there's a lot of noise in the back. Mark, you you're breaking up a bit, Eric. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying you were breaking up a little bit. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of noise in the background. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think a lot of men have become almost feminine. I don't want to be disrespectful to women when I say that, but a lot of men have become a bit feminized, haven't they? Demasculinized. And... Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, going outside and driving their hands into the gravel under a big rock and trying to lap it and taking a bit of skin off your forearms. Yep. That's no longer fashionable, is it? Because it's going to sting in the morning when you have a shower and all that. <laughs> so they, don't, they, just, they just look at you like you're some kind of a beast and they're going, oh, why would you want to do that? We can... Yeah. No. Now, years ago, guys did this for a living. That's what I was going to say, yep. Guys did this all over the world, like... You know, working in quarries and building railway lines and putting steel buildings up and stonemasons. And they would move rocks and move iron and stuff all day. That was just a job. And they didn't even look at it and get some lifting straps and have a warm-up. They would just pick it up and carry it. It seems to have gone. (laughs) Well, you know what it is, especially here in the United States, you know, manual labor has died pretty hard. I think there is in some spots a resurgence of it but let's face it you know we're lucky we have the technology where you're in scotland and i'm in the united states and we can talk that's great but what it's done too and all this feminist stuff is it's taking men and twisted their balls in a knot if they have anything left anymore and this is why i feel this show is so pertinent especially to the young men coming up that look, yeah. there's other alternatives. You can still make good money out turning wrenches. There's plenty of manual labor out there. And when you look at it at, at a whole, um, I've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked on the show, but we do a thing called the hard hat routine here 
where we'll take, all right, let's just say 15 stones, and they could go anywhere from 60 pounds to 450, depending what we plan on for the day. And we might only walk them 15 feet, but we have to put them in a pile. And depending on how many rounds we do that day, it's absolutely incredible because you'll hear people say to me, well, you had a hard point. At one point, all right, say we're on like the sixth or seventh round, and we've been running stones from 60 to 250 pounds. And you get up to that round, and suddenly your grip's starting to let go, and the hurt's starting to come in, and the 15 or 20 feet you're walking now, because we still want you to move at a pace. It's starting yeah. to feel like 100 feet. And they'll say, well, that's, all, that's not heavy like that. I'm saying to myself. When every muscle in your body literally is just bulging to the point where it looks like it's going to explode and your mind's telling you, I can't go anymore, or your head is spinning off your shoulders and you have to get that last stack of stones back now to the where, where they were originally, I defy anybody to tell me you're full of shit and that means nothing with the weight is. I don't yeah. care who you are because there's going to come – well, it's work, exactly. And you know what I use here, which is one of the greatest things I think for lifting stones and hip and all that. I had a friend of mine who's a welder build me a special shovel. I call it a shovel lift. And yeah. this, this thing alone weighs 70 pounds, man. And you can mm-hmm. load – you can load – well, when it's on the ground, it's taller than I am. It's like six foot four. And you can load this thing to the top if you had to, and it's got a you know a big hefty collar on it, and the idea is overhand, underhand, and lift it like a shovel to each side. Now think about what that is doing to you. All right, you know everybody's like, oh, core, core, core. Yeah, okay. Go and go <laughs> and propel that thing like with a with with some trap bar deadlifts to the max. I'm going to tell you right now, you'll be lucky if you can walk for three days. Literally, yeah, all right? Whole, whole section, yeah. Everything. Shul- uh, hip girdle is just hammered, man. So, you know, when we talk about things like that, what is that lift? Well, that's a lift that's geared to, to manual labor. And think think about the grip you got to have. So go ahead and yeah. take it. Go ahead and take it. No, I was just saying, we have, um, we have two wood-burning stoves, uh, you know, at home. And, yeah, um, yep. Obviously, two stoves, you need quite a lot of wood to keep them going in winter, but I, lo- I love just scavenging for logs. and Yeah. Like, you're driving down the road and you see a tree at the side of the road, so you just I have a pickup, so you just stop, jump out. Yep. And then it's a wrestle to get that thing out of a ditch and on the truck, and, you know, then you've got to cut it, split it all up. But it's all work. Yep. So even if it's like, oh, I'm not training today, but I'll... Yesterday I was splitting logs all afternoon. That's training. It wasn't a training, yeah. training day, but I was working all day on cutting logs. Yep. Because so when you get in, you're like, you're pretty sharp, you know, you think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know what? All that type of work goes right into your lifting. Yeah. Great. It's back. Yep. And you, know, mo- you twist and bending and lifting. And- yep. And most people will say to you, well, I shouldn't do that. That's going to take away from my lifting. Just the opposite. It's going to accentuate what you do because obviously you're hoping you're using different muscles. Obviously the hands are so vital with any type of stone or pull. Um, 
it's all a win-win-win. And you know what the best thing about that, too, Mark, I think? You know, we were talking about get, going to the wire and maybe you need some time off. That is a very welcomed distraction, in my opinion. Yeah, well, this week I haven't, I haven't really trained. Yep. Because we did quite a lot and a lot of traveling, but I've, I've been, I've been cutting wood and you yeah. know, working. Yeah. And that. So you still, you're still active, aren't you? And your yeah. body's up and down, and you're moving. And yeah, got to keep moving. Well, and um, and, and then, see, that's the great thing about focusing on other things and just putting yourself into the moment. You know, why is it? Why is it? Everything has to have. Uh, uh, a 10 part plan now I'm not against obviously figuring out what you want to do but for today let's go grab some wood and cut it all day do we need we don't need to have a plan for that we just need to know what implements to use where we want to put the stuff and just be very smart how you do things that's all safety a little safety go ahead and the thing the thing with the logs is these logs I was cutting yesterday, I got I got them the other day. There were all kinds of because you get tree surgeons and they drop they drop a few trees and they leave they just leave it and yep. it, it'll rot away or people take it and what have you. So I'm a bit of an opportunist. If I see some wood that's been abandoned and nobody's you know I think oh I'll have that for the fire. But there was literally a trunk. I don't even know what this thing weighed, <laughs> which is probably a good thing because if somebody had told me what it weighed, yep. We're back to this thing of um, when you're driving out on the road and you see this tree and you pull in, you don't you don't really go and get a warm up <laughs> and, uh, and get your lifting shoes on and get some chalk and put a belt on. Yep. I just I just I just jump out of the truck. I've got my steel toe cap boots on, my work pants, no warm up, and, and I kind of loaded it almost like a lifting stone up and over onto the truck. Yep. This thing was massive. I, I, I should have weighed it when I brought it on, but I didn't. I just cut it off. But it was a huge lump of wood. Yeah. And and in a way, not knowing what something weighs, it's better. You just attack it, don't you? Yeah. Say, I've got yeah. to get this on the truck today. I've got to get this on. I don't know what it weighs. I've just got to get it on, you know. And uh, again, most people just look at it and go, "I can't lift that. It's too big." I agree. Um, that happened. But you've got to say to yourself, "No, I've got to get it on." Yeah. Yeah. I've got to get it on, so here we go. Yeah, there's nobody there to help you. That happened to me. I've got the stone here. It's over 300 pounds, and we went up to a friend of mine's who was building a house, and there at one time there was a big stone wall there. And this place was solid mud and wet, and there was this huge stone there. And I didn't know that probably a third of it was buried in the mud. And this one guy, the guy that owned the house, this guy Spike, is making fun of me. I'm with my buddy Richie, and Richie is a stone lifter, Olympic lifter. He goes, I bet you can't pull that out of the ground, because I was lifting a lot of stones just to see what they felt like, because we are going to take a couple home. And I knew it was a big stone, but he had me so irate that I I ripped the stone out of the ground and pulled it up, and walked it probably five feet and threw it in the back of Richie's truck. Um, I couldn't believe when I got it home and weighed it, you know, it was well over 300 pounds that I did that. And it was the same thing. It was just enough prodding to make me do it. On a regular, yeah. day, on a regular day, I wouldn't even probably go on near it unless I was ready to train. But I did that and I got no, 
no ill benefit or uh, anything from it that was, you know, nasty towards me. The point of the matter is sometimes that's what you got to do. You find something you like or somebody's really giving you some crap and you're like, you know what? Now you've kind of hit me right between the balls here. And I said, I'm lifting that thing. The the killer line is, I bet you can't get that out of the ground. Yeah, exactly. I'm like... And you know that. Like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, and you know the thing was, Mark. It was like it, it really. It was like sitting in quicksand because of that mud. You know, I mean, yeah, that thing was buried, man. Yeah, but I did it, and it's still sitting out in the backyard. Every now and then, I lift it, but right now we're just playing with the hoose of steel stones, and that's it right now. Occasionally, maybe an atlas or you know, shouldering some sandbags, but you know, the focus is all on that. Um, I know we're getting near time. Um, what else? What else? Um, you want to hit anything? Yeah. Well, I just, I just like to. I don't know if I don't know if he listens to this show or not. But last weekend when we went up to the Dinnies, yep. My my good pal Brett Nickel. I know the name. Brett Nichol. Yes, he I have. Storms, yeah. Yeah. Well, he only lives a mile or so up the road from the Dinnies, and we went up and saw Brett, and we were training with Brett, and he made me a pair of like Dinny Storms. With really? The blacksmith rings in. Wow. Um, so I, I just I just want to say thanks for that live on the show. I mean, yeah. I have thanked him, but you know, yep. anyone that's listening. Yep. This he's is, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a top bloke, is Brett, and, he, and like I say, he got me these stones, and he, he's got these blacksmith rings put in them. Yep. And we've got them back. We've got them back down here now at base. So nice. Yeah. Well, he's, if he he's if a he really good. If he does listen to the show, I'd like to invite him on the show. Brett, you're welcome to come on. I mean, I know you're probably out on Facebook, and I'll contact you if you are. Um, yeah, John, that... I know he's on, he's on Instagram. Okay, okay, all right. He's on or... Instagram. I think he's Nickel Brett. Okay. Name, uh, or if you if you talk to him, uh, Mark, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I could I can do that, or I'll send you his link. Or, okay. Yeah. All right, if he can do that. But, yeah, I mean, it's see, that's what I'm talking about. Small group of men or women that are in your corner that want to see you do well and you want to see them do well. That's what this stuff's all about. It's, um, you know, you don't need ribbons. You don't need pins. You don't need accolades. What's nice, though, is when your peers acknowledge what you've done. Whether you're, yeah. you've been successful or not, and that's what I see in this stuff more than anything I've ever participated in. It's this camaraderie that you know everybody. You might be competing, whatever, but everybody always seems to be part of that and is always pushing people. I think that's a great thing. That's the way it should be because um, if you're just in something to compete and not really recognize what you got because there's so many factors within a competition, you're missing out on a lot of the good stuff too. You know, it's great to win. It's great to win, but you know what? You know, like you with Brett, I mean, hey, that was a nice thing. The guy set up a set of Denny Stones for you. I mean, think about that in the context of how many people would even do things like that. There aren't many, you know? Well, that's what I mean. And when when you say you've got – you know, most people say, "Oh, yeah, I'm friends with this guy, I'm friends with that guy, I'm friends with that." Guy. Most people wouldn't do that for you. No, he no, did that. no, he nope. did that in his own time. And yep, uh, yep. yeah, uh, you know, uh, that's the fun thing about all this stuff. Mark is, you know, some people just enjoy not only helping others, but 
there's 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 a real sense of pride, you know, when you you build a set of Denny stones with the rings and everything for you, or you go out and you get X number of stones, and maybe maybe you know a kid in the neighborhood that maybe they they've had some trouble, but they admire what you do and they're asking you, and suddenly you bring them in. Um, yeah, th- th- this is this we're, is we're a bit we're a bit like that here. Because yeah, yeah. Like I said, this is a gym that never shuts. You know, anybody can come and train. <laughs> yep, yep. There are no there are no gym fees. Nope, nope. You don't have to be on the under a thousand pound a year driving a Porsche. You know, you can just come and train. If you want to come and train, you come yep. and train, and that's it. Yeah, doesn't I've... matter where you live, what job you've got. You know, what yeah. family you got. Anybody can come and train, and and there's people that do come and train. You know, and hey Mark, we've, I... we've actually. Got, we've We've got a guy around the corner, actually. He broke his neck last year. Oh, wow. And uh, he comes round and I have him on the trap bar, just doing an empty trap bar shrug. I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you now, Eric, the mobility he's got in his neck. Yeah. It's literally a matter of two or three weeks. You cannot believe the difference it's made to his neck. You know something, Mark? I'll tell you this. I, I truly believe that trap bar might be one of the best implements ever invented, man. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's unreal. Um, you know, I, I want to tell you this, and then we'll have we'll uh, have you give out any info you want. I'll give mine and hang on. Is this? You know, I've said this to Charlie and Martin and Stevie and and a lot and like Ryan here in the U.S. and all that. The th- the one thing that I truly miss. This is me talking. I wish we were all in closer proximity of one another. Yeah. I often um, say that. There's yeah, quite a lot yeah. scattered around the world. And too much. Too much, man. Too much. Yeah, I. Yeah. It, it'd be nice even if we lived 100 miles away from each other there, even if we got together once a month at all different locations. Uh, yeah. it, 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 that's, you know, it's great to have everybody on and talk to them, but if I had my wish, it'd be, a, it'd be we were all much closer because not only the knowledge we would just uh, – put out to one another but as i said the the tribe the camaraderie the you know um the building of things the ideas i mean um it it is it, it could be glorious man unbelievably glorious you know yeah. so um give out any info you want let me give out mine and uh we'll get ready for next month my friend yeah well uh, yeah thanks for having me on eric it's, anytime it's mark yep um well, really, all I'd say is, I'm, as people may or may not know, I'm up in uh, Preston, up in the northwest of England. If anybody wants to come, we've got well, we've got a full light indoor gym with all the weights, power rack, and all the rest of it. We've got Thomas Inch dumbbells, Dinny training rings. We've got Dinny stones now. We've got natural stones. We've got two logs. We've got. Um, a farmer's walk frame, which we can load up. There's all kinds of stuff. But if anybody wants to get in touch, come down, do some training, feel free. Um, I'm, I'm on Instagram as heydocmark, so they can message me on there, or they can find me on Facebook, you know, via this. Yep. Um, yeah, we have an open-door policy, so if anyone wants to get in touch, that's that'd be great. Nice, man. This is motivation. And, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just say it, and I'll keep you posted on progress okay yeah absolutely man put anything you want out on etched people love that stuff um this is motivation muscle streaming radio 24 7 as i said 
Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com and MotivationMuscle.com. You know, look at all the shows Mark and I have done already. Um, we have over 800-plus shows already, and we're growing, growing, growing. Um, also, too, uh, if someone seeks you, well, if you like Mark and I do a specific show, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Also, too, um, iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everybody. AHA directory, that's aha. You can get M&M in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of inspiration because that could change your life. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for the day. You never know what people are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says in Blood Red Domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. It'll always be that way. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge. My greatest chiropractor ever would walk every patient to the door no matter what and say, keep smiling. And I'll tell you, that means a lot. Um, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join the family. Join the revolution. It's that, that important. And as Les Brown says, you'll have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. And how many people in today's day and age would say that? I got news for you. Mark, another excellent show. It's always an honor to have you on and continued success in everything you do, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll I'll keep you posted on stuff. Absolutely. So, for Mark Haydock, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up tomorrow. Um, As I said, go out and listen to the last three shows, especially Roger and I did Get Back, Bill Crawford before that, and then before that was um, Nicole Davis. I mean, you talk about quality. Um, And if you are a fan of Milo Magazine, Bill and I hit that subject first. Um, As you know, it was their 25th anniversary this month, and Milo is officially ended this is why this show is so important. I think we're picking up the mantle for everything now. Um, you're going to need stuff like this. And when you hear Mark talk about not only the mindset and myself and, you know, the Denny's, but just the heaviness of everything, having an establishment that welcomes anyone, and we talked, obviously, about the young kids, think about those focal points. They're very, very important. And... Um, We can make the world a hell of a lot better, and we want more and more people to come in. Don't forget to go out to the Manly Men's Movement on on Fiorella Barbell Co. There's a spot where you can start a discussion. Go out there, everyone. Please start something. Send video out there. We've got a lot to do, and we want you all involved. So for Mark Haydock, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great weekend. Remember... Life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. Get out there and lift heavy. And I said this the other day.
This show, I say it on everything I write now, for the love of stones and for the love of strength. Remember that. Practice that. You will be great if you do. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.